Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And now, 106.3 WORD proudly presents Hot Rods and Happy Custom car and hot rod enthusiasts together for a weekly chat. Here are your hosts, Rob Pitts and Odd Rod. Live and local on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Odd Rod, what are we talking about today? Well, Rob Pitts, we got a big show planned for everybody. We're going to be talking about shop class. We are going back to school, buddy. We're going back to school. Uh, I'm hoping we're talking about, like, vocational schools. Like, trade schools, man. The, this stuff was so much fun. The industrial arts. And we got a couple of special calling guests. R- who is our calling? Guess. Well, I don't want to, you know, give it away right here at the beginning. I like to tease our listeners a little bit. Let me see those show notes over there. What no, you, no, hey, no, 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 that's not no. a honey bun I'm trying to take from you. What are you, what are you, what are you trying to say? Well, Mr. Comedian, it's, it's someone that helped you get along and grease your hair through life. Really? Yes, sir. I'm well. I guess I am going to stay tuned for that. Yeah, and another one's a special guest from the uh, TV show we all might know as Car Fix. Really? Yeah, I can't tell you which one. It's you know one of the two. One of the two. So it's either Jared Zimmerman or Lou Santiago. Hmm. 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 Anyhow, what did you do this weekend? I tell you what, I went on a hot date with my mom. Well, this past weekend, technically, timeline-wise. Yeah. yeah. This past weekend, I went on a hot date with my mom. Where'd y'all go? You know, just the typical stuff, you know, mother, son, you know, we went out to a nice dinner, went to an Italian restaurant. Hmm. Mm, nice. Look nice. at you. Nice. Where'd y'all go after that? To a monster truck rally. Where are you from? Greenville, South Carolina, born and raised. That explains a lot. Hey, now. Easy. <laughs> so, uh, what y'all do? what y'all do at the Monster Jam? We had a great time at the Monster Jam. We were just hanging out, checking all the monster trucks, walking around, seeing the sights. We even got to meet some of the drivers. Cool. Did you, uh, who all did you get to meet? I actually got to meet Pablo Huffaker. Pablo. And what? I know I just screwed his last name up. He was actually the driver for Gravedigger. Oh, he's filling in for Dennis. How's Dennis doing? Dennis is actually doing a lot better. You know, he had internal bleeding. He got really messed up in Orlando. But he's, or actually, was it Orlando or was it? Uh, Tampa. 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 Yeah. But he was supposed to go to Orlando next. Uh, he got messed up, but you know, Dennis is up walking around. He actually looks really good from, from the latest pictures I saw. That's great. All right, Rob, let's get into talking about these shop classes. Shop classes. You know, this is something kind of near and dear to my heart. The trade school thing. I'll, Industrial it, arts. Well, I mean, it was neat. You know what I mean? It wasn't, you know, a lot of kids looked at, it, looked at it as a way to get out of school. But the thing that was fun about it for us is you actually learned something. I mean, you got to work with your hands. Well, well, I want to stop you right there. I want you to imagine pulling up to your local oil change place to get you on your oil change on your car, and no one's there. I don't have to do that. I could change my own oil. Well, Rob, I'm not talking about the oil in your hair, buddy. Easy on the hair jokes. <laughs> no, but I mean, seriously, imagine you pull up and no one's there to change your oil for you. What are you talking about? I mean, that's the void left if we don't have a shop class. Well, I mean, this is the thing. You know, I think a lot of people don't want to get their hands dirty anymore. And I'll tell you another problem with it is everybody wants that, you know, that posh job. You know, these trade jobs are still out there. And I mean, when I went to vocational school, we had drafting classes and we had heat and air we had cosmetology for the gals and guys if you're into that i mean 
We had auto mechanics. It is body shop. Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying. There's dudes that cut hair too. I mean, barbers. How do you think they learn? But I mean, this thing. I mean, we had wood shop. I mean, they used to build the portables for all the schools right behind our career center. Yeah, I mean, I find it very interesting. You know, in May 2015, Time Magazine uh, they issued an article uh, titled "Why Schools Should Bring Back Shop Class." And you know, I think I think the problem is the schools are focusing too much on a- academics and not on the employability of their children. You know what I mean? Well, the thing is, they've made it a score thing now. They want your numbers up. Yeah, I mean, they they're worried about the almighty. Uh, what's the test you got to take? Uh, SAT. A- SAT test. You the, see, the, I one, the one apparently you didn't take. <laughs> the one I failed, obviously. But uh, they're worried about that. When I mean, it's great to be academically, you know, gifted. I, without a shadow of a doubt, it's great to be an all A student. But if you can't take those, you know, things and apply it to your day to day life, that's kind of useless. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. Them A's won't pay the bills. Exactly. You know, this is the thing. Well, I mean, I, I mean if you become like a you know a rocket scientist, then maybe they will. But yeah. But, but you know what I mean. What the grades you made in elementary school isn't gonna matter about your paycheck when you get out of high school. You know, it's funny. I've often heard you know people talk about you know I learned all this algebra and all that, and I've never used it in life. Why don't they teach me how to do my taxes? Because that's important. Well, I mean, I tell you what, what do they teach you how to change a tire? I mean, it blows my mind now. I mean, there's grown men that know how to change a tire anymore. You're, I mean, you're absolutely correct. You know, change a tire, change the oil in your car. You know, check your spark plugs, see if they're fouled out. Any, all these simple jobs. I mean, someone's got to teach this. Well, that's the thing. It's becoming a dying thing now. Unless you're a car guy, you take it somewhere to have it done. You know, and not only that, I think shop class gives gives children a sense of accomplishment. You know, it, it gives them a self worth, if you will, if you will. I mean, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, they're learning a trade. I mean, you know, you necessarily don't have to go in that career, but you know how it works. Well, you know, I, I remember going through school, and th- thank God I well, was. Well, that was just like two years ago. Easy, easy. I know I'm young. Children. I actually graduated. <laughs> actually graduated about ten years ago, there, buddy. Hmm. Getting on up there. But, you know, in all seriousness, you know, a lot of kids go through school, and, you know, math is not their strong suit, you know, social studies is not their strong suit. But, you know, they really adapt to that hands-on. They really get it. And it gives them a sense of accomplishment going through school. Well, and I understand that. You know, I mean, because some kids aren't book smart. Some kids are better with their hands. And this is where they're going to excel is in a vocational program. Absolutely. It's going to... Um, you know, a lot of kids maybe maybe not feeling smart in class, and you know, going over to vocational school, they find their sense of, of smartness, if you will. Well, I mean, they find their skill, they find what they're good at, their strong suit, which is working with their hands. I mean, people are different. I mean, not all of us can be a doctor, lawyer, or accountant. Well, some of us never want to be either, there, Rob. Uh, I mean, I don't. I've never. It's never even remotely crossed my mind to be anything but a car guy. I mean, every aspect of my life has been wrapped around the automobile. Yeah, I mean, and I remember going through school. You know, I was a I was a math genius. I, honestly, I numbers were my strong suit. But I didn't care for that. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to sit behind a desk and push a pencil. I mean, I knew where my life. So was. So basically, at. you sit behind a desk and push a pencil drawing though now. Yeah, oddly enough, that how'd that play out? That's, that's what I'm saying. Weird. I mean, it's like that's kind of crazy. That's kind of weird. Push a pencil, push a mouse. That is a little weird. But, you know, seriously, I, I, I went and learned a hands-on trade, you know, you know, doing the vinyl wraps and things like that, and it, it keeps me involved with the automotive industry. And plus, I mean, I get hands-on with a car as well. Well, I mean, and this is the thing with it. You know, I mean, you don't have to be a mechanic to be hands-on with your car. No, not at all. 
And that's something that, you know, I think a lot of people are like, well, I'm not really a car guy, so I don't need to know. No, this is something everybody needs to know. You need to know how to jump off your car or change the battery in your car. You know, I've always said for years, and to my knowledge, I don't think any high school program does, they need a class in troubleshooting. They need a class in everything now. But, I mean, think think about it. When you're driving down the road, because I know you've done it, and you hear your car making just that slight noise, and you want to know what's up. It's nice to be able to pull from your knowledge bank and, and know your problem. It is nice. I mean, thank God we got Google now. <laughs> Google's the fix for everything. What is this ping? What's this ping sound? Oh, seatbelt. Okay. <laughs> Turn the radio up and keep trucking. No, but, I mean... I... I think there's a big need for the shop class, the you know the automotive class, you know, all those classes, wood shop. I mean, all this thing. It may not necessarily be automotive related, but I mean, well, we had criminal justice and HVAC class. I mean, these were, I mean, I mean, I remember, I know several people that I went to school with that actually got a job and owns a business in that field now from what they learned in high school. Well, for years, that's what I wanted to do. I went into auto mechanics because I actually wanted to go into paint and body. That's what I wanted to do. I want to go to Nashville Auto Diesel and learn how to do airbrush work, and I want that was my career path. I was headed that way, and you know, stars didn't align, and I went a different direction. I think it's for the better in the long run, but that was my career path. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, when you come from a car family, a car background like I did, my my future was predestined to be with a car. But, I mean, you have kids that – I have several friends that, that, that came to Auto Body at the Vocational Center with me just because they thought it would be cool, and now they have a career in that field. Absolutely correct. I mean, I, I, re- I remember going to school with several kids. It, paint and Body was one of the big ones. So you remember going to school with several kids? Several kids. Like hundreds, like you had, actually. you had hundreds of kids. Yeah, like there was like several hundred, actually. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's that's from, even in Union, you had hundreds of kids. Hundreds of them. That's just mind-boggling right there. I tell you what, guys, we're going to hit on this subject a little more in this next segment. Segment, And we also have a very special calling guest. Couple Odd Rod them. will not tell me. We have two special calling that's guests. That's true. Hey, uh, on our next segment, we're going to be uh, giving a little stories of our shop class days. Oh, so we're going we're to be doing a little shop talk about... Yeah. About yeah, vocational shop talk, locker room talk. Oh Lord, guys, stay tuned to Hot Rods and Happy Hour on 106.3 WORD. From bad looking bikes to great looking custom cars, this is Hot Rods and Happy Hour on 106.3 WORD. Whether it's four on the floor or three on the tree, this is Hot Rods and Happy Hour with Rob and Odd Rod 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Hot Rod, yes, we sir. both went to vocational school. We, we had did. a great time. We learned so much stuff. I want to hear some stories about you. I personally, school. I'll just be honest, I didn't learn nothing. You didn't learn a thing. Nothing. Not a thing. Nope. You know what I did learn? I actually learned how to weld desks together. You welded desks together. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. That's, that's great. That's, <laughs> that's good. good quality. You are the reason you know, Juvenile you, Hall was probably invented. I agree with that statement, actually. If you want to get some desks welded together, I'm your guy. You're really? You're good I'm at a classroom desks. of 33 of them. I put them together. That's the talent. I'm telling you. I put that on my resume. That's how I got my job here at Aircom. Damn millennials. <laughs> so what about you? You got an interesting story? Uh, I got a couple. I got a couple. See, now, I was a long-term vocational student. I actually went for... 
three years. Oh, I did. Uh, yeah, I went three and a half years. That first half, I actually wasn't supposed to be there, but I skipped my other classes and came there anyhow. So that's cool. I don't think you should be saying things like that. Well, what are they going to do? Put a little black mark on my like college scripts or whatever? You're pol- you're polluting young minds. I'm graduating. Oh, oh yeah, the kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah, don't skip class. That's bad. Yeah, that's bad. I took auto body. I took every course of auto body you could take. Well, by that time, like I said, I went for three years. Well, two and a half years in. I couldn't take auto body no more. There was no more auto body courses. So I had a half a semester that I was going to be sitting in a study hall. So they said, well, you ever thought about taking something else here at the vocational center? Well, I said, heck, I'll take auto mechanics. Now, keep in mind, I have a very automotive background. I grew up in a shop. I mean, I'm no stranger to tools, working in a shop, working on your car. Um, it was so funny. I was in kind of like the beginner class for auto mechanics. The teacher, he was kind of funny. I've never seen anybody mechanic with a tie on, but this guy did. <laughs> And I always kind of, me and him didn't hit it off right off the bat. And actually, I had a real good high school friend of mine, Travis Hawkins, was in there with me. And me and him could always find trouble. They had a Ford Taurus in there that was donated by the Ford Motor Company. And it was so funny because the car didn't run. The car had been sitting for a couple years. And they were taking the spark plugs out of it, trying to figure out why it didn't run. It's got spark plugs in it. The car has no miles on it. That's not the problem. You know, well, Fords, you know, as a lot of you know, the late model Fords, they have an inertia switch just in case they get hit in the back. Well, this car, the back bumper's hanging off of it. Odds are that was the reason why this car was donated. So what I do is I take the kick panel out on the passenger side, and guess what? That little button's popped up. I push it down, and the car fires right up. You know, that was fine. That was great. Well, the shop teacher was nowhere around for me to show him. So I drove it to lunch. I mean, I think that's absolutely what you should do. They didn't think that because uh-huh. I had trash detail for about a week. <laughs> I'm sure you picked up a lot, too. Yeah, a well, lot. Well, speaking of donated cars, we had a little Toyota Tercel that was so awesome. And me being the artist and smart aleck I was, uh, it was a shop project. You know, we'd beat up the quarters and the fenders and all that and go into repairing them. And we had a little team. I said, well, I'm pretty good with Bondo. And we got on our quarter, and I just, like, filled it. That was my thing. Just filled it, smooth it, paint it. I was painting when everybody else was still working metal. You're killing me. You're killing me. Although there's several body men now that still use that technique. Well, it's a great technique. I mean, if you got to rush them through insurance jobs, absolutely. No, that's not what you do. That's the bad way. Yeah, by the end of the semester, I think it was cracking. <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Thank I, God I already got great on it. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you another real funny story about, about vocational school. This is back when we were in the body shop class. My buddy Travis Hawkins. You know, Travis was kind of a big guy. We just painted a Nissan Maxima. We rolled it out of the paint booth. I just want to say you and Travis probably shouldn't have hung out together. You know what? We probably should have been separated pretty early in the game, but we never got separated. We were always in trouble together, so it always worked out. So we rolled this car out of the paint booth. I mean, it was freshly painted. I mean, it was dry enough to get in it and move it. Right. And we pulled it in the body shop, and the car turned out good. For a bunch of kids to paint it, it turned out great. And Travis leans up against the side of it, and there's this wide Levi's butt print in the side of this car. (laughs) It kill. I mean, just things like that over and over. There's nothing like a maximum with a butt print. I promise you, if that car's still around today, it's got a size 52 Levi's butt print inside of it. So uh, I got I got a good one. Uh, good friend of mine, Mike. I haven't seen him in years. Me and Mike, you know, as as young men do, we got in a little scuffle in shop class. You know, a we, scuffle. We we had a difference of opinions, and it led to a little scuffle. Well, in a shop class, you know, you, you do that. You're men. You make up. You know, you carry on. You know, you don't kiss and make up, but you make up and you you move on. So we had a little scuffle, and we were under a lift working. All would have been well, but one of the uh, one of the administrative uh, the administrators walked in and um, seen it. 
So obviously we got sent to the office. Well, as as good punishment, the vice principal thought it'd be a great idea for us to write an essay as to why it's not safe for us to be horsing around underneath the lift. An essay. An essay on that. You know, me being who I am, being the witty one that I was, said, well, ma'am, I said, it's not safe being under a lift at any time. She said, well, it can fall on you while you're horsing around. I said, ma'am, it can fall on us while we're working. I didn't write that essay, but I did spend the day in ISS. That's what I was about to say. I got a feeling they had a good punishment for you. Yeah, I spent the day in ISS thinking about it, but, you know, it was pretty pretty fun. The, uh... Another another funny, funny, funny body shot moment. And there again, we were sitting there, and this guy had a 68 Torino. And uh, the front end on it was killed. The car was wrecked. And he looked all over for a front fender for it. Well, keep in mind, we had a class that was mixed up. We had some entry-level guys that were just starting. And then we had the guys that were more, you know, been in several auto body classes mixed together in a class. And uh, Travis was so proud, he found this fender for his car. You know, I mean, he looked everywhere, and he finally found this dent-free fender. I mean, he was just going to strip it down, you know, get it ready to paint. And he walks away, and a kid thought it was like one of the test fenders. <laughs> so he took a body hammer and just centered that thing right in the middle. <laughs> Literally, that kid could have died that day. That's pretty funny. That is pretty. And I, he still gets mad to this day when you mention that story. So, uh, so did he fix the fender? Yeah, we fixed it. You know, we used to do junk like that, though, messing with other people's cars. <laughs> One of my buddies, I'll never forget, had a uh, 74 AMC Jeep, uh, Jeep Wrangler, and uh, he had side pipe, you know, headers, side pipes on his V8 Jeep. And uh, one of our things to do it. Heck, it was three bolts. We'd unbolt the, the side pipes off of it and leave it with open headers. We'd take the doors off this thing and just hide them. And wherever we could find in shop class, we'd put them in other cars and everything. He'd come out there, no doors on the Jeep, start it up, open headers. I mean, we'd done a lot of dumb stuff like that. Messing with. Our favorite thing to do was uh, rewiring the uh, spark plugs on uh, any teacher's car left out back. That's horrible. Yeah, we were bad. Y'all were bad kids. And I'm giving bad ideas. I shouldn't Th- be That's what that. I'm saying. You're polluting young minds. Meh. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> But, you know, we had some good times like that. We horsed off a lot in shop class, and I think it's good to be able to do that. But I also built my first small block engine in there, and it ran. Well, I want to tell you something. I mean, I did my first paintwork of any kind at the Henry Vocational Center. I mean, literally, there's things I learned from my shop teacher that I still use to this day. Absolutely. I mean, I built the LS motor in my wagon, you know, and I took my knowledge from shop class and applied it to my life now. And I still do that in a lot of aspects, you know, troubleshooting a car. So I think, you know, shop class, without a shadow of a doubt, is a great thing. You know, horseplay aside, yeah, it was fun, but it's a great thing. Well, you know, it was, it was kind of like class, but you didn't have a thumb on you. You know what I'm saying? You actually could enjoy yourself exactly. and learn something at the same time. Exactly. All right, guys, I need you to stay tuned because coming up next, we got a special calling guest that taught Rob how to gel his hair. And then after that... Lou Santiago is going to be joining us right here on the show. Oh, man, we got Lou on the phone. Oh, yeah, he's calling in. I'll tell you what, he still owes me 20 bucks from Vegas. Guys, you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. High Performance Radio. You're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour with Rob Pitts and Odd Rod. On 106.3 WORD. The Upstate's talk station. Posse Traction Radio. This is Hot Rods and Happy Hour on 106.3 WORD. The Upstate's talk station. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour on 106.3 WORD. This is Rob Pitts. Odd Rod. Yes, sir. Who we got for our calling guest today? We got a very special calling guest, Mr. Harold Hall. 
my high school body shop teacher. Yes, sir. The man taught you everything to know about greasing your hair. Greasing my hair. He did teach me how to mix some pretty mean products to hold stuff together with. Mr. Hall, how are you doing, sir? Doing very well. Thank you. I tell you what, we've been talking about vocational schools and all the programs and how these trade programs seem to be dying off. Uh, kids are losing interest. They don't want to get their hands dirty. It's a big problem. Well, that's the thing. These trade jobs are still out there, though. I mean, these jobs haven't went away. The jobs are there. Just trying to find people to fill them is the hard part. Well, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, with a lot of these trade programs, it's all about contests and stuff. I mean, you actually talked about that earlier this week. Right. We're talking about it. I mean, it's not about contests. It's actually about learning something that you can take with you and, and actually make money with it. Right. But, uh, you know, you've, you've got to teach what's out there. You've got to teach them what, I don't want to submit a job, not contest or anything else, get a job. That's the main thing. Well, and that's the thing. You're teaching them a life skill that, that, I mean, I know things that I learned from you that I still use to this day. And that's been, I mean, over 20 years ago now. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's crazy. And I mean, just, you would think that kids would still want to learn because, I mean, you know, I mean, I didn't grow up in a body shop, but I was, you know, I was interested in it, you know, and. I mean, like I said, you you got me started in that career. Right. That uh, that was a long time ago. I, you know, things were different then. It's a different generation now. It's the whole problem. Uh, everything is too easy. Computers, uh, all these, everything is button, push button. You know, it's it's different now to get your hands dirty and hitting with a hammer or something. <laughs> well, Harold, tell us a little bit about Rob and how he was back in school. Now, Robbie wasn't a bad kid. He was a good kid. Uh, he's funny. Remember that? He, uh... He was green like the rest of them. They come in without any direction or anything like that, and he just fell right in. He started uh, doing like the other guys, and pretty soon he, you know, he was on his way then. So, what about his father? I know you also taught him as well, right? His father, he was a little quieter than Robbie. He uh, stood back. He watched a lot. He didn't. Uh, he didn't say a lot. He did what he was supposed to. He just watched a lot. Yeah, so. I definitely got all the talker skills in the family. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> so, Harold, you got to teach, I mean, obviously two generations worth of pits, uh, but you got to teach several students, over, or probably hundreds of students over the years. You know, what was some of your uh, biggest accomplishments or, you know, your proudest moments seeing these kids go on throughout life? Well, you know what? When they come back and tell me how they've opened their own shop or they've done this, done that, and I always tell them, I said, hey, you come back and you're proud of what you've done. I said, I'm twice as proud as you are because they helped you get there. Well, that's what it's all about. I mean, I know it's got to be so rewarding. You actually started the auto body program in Greenville County. Right. The uh, school district, well, they, I talked to one of the uh, got personnel people years ago, and they they said, you know what, well, we ought to do this, we ought to do that. And then they called me one day from the district office, offered me the job, and I said, well, what do I, I don't know anything about it. I, I would have to think about it. And they kept telling me, said, well, don't say no. Just come and talk to us. And they told me what was going on. I said, you know, and I'd give that thing a try. I, I think I like that. And it was the best move, best career move I ever made, just getting into teaching. I loved it. You know, Rob and I were talking earlier on, you know, about shop class and how it gives a lot of students a sense of pride. You know, you know, they might not be the best math student, the best science student, but it gives a sense of pride that they're actually able to complete something, and, and I think that's what's so great about shop class. It actually allows a student to put their hands on something and complete something that they may have not been able to do inside the classroom. Right. Let me tell you what. I had one student come from Berea one time, <laughs> and he, he was doing real good in my class. And he said, you know, it's in his hall. He says, 
I have never got a B in my life until I got in your class. He said, all the years I've been in high school, we're talking about a junior now. He said, I have never got a B in my, in my in any class I've had before until I got in your class. And I said, well, you've earned it. <laughs> Well, you know, and that's the thing, because kids learn differently, you know? I mean, you're out there in the shop. There's a big difference between, you know, shouting out them at a chalkboard and out in the shop showing them something. Right. I believe that hands-on. You've got to get your hands on that thing. I, I, I'm the same way. You know, you tell me all day long, let me get my hands on it. Let me see what that's all about. That. Well, I mean, I remember, I mean, and this was in high school, though. I mean, I remember when we fixed that Z28. You remember, the, that? I think it was a 93 mile. Actually, my first wife's car. That red fixed, one. Yeah, that red Z28. We fixed right. it in high school body shop, I and mean, we had that car on the frame machine and everything. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. We did. I mean, it was just, you know, things like that. I mean, we were doing that in high school. Yeah. So, Mr. Hall, give us a little flashback further beyond your teaching. Uh, what did you do before uh, stepping into the classroom? You know, what got you started in the auto body industry? Well, I tell you what, I, when I moved to Greenville back in 1961, I I went to work for Rex Osteen. Uh, uh, it was Mike Persia at the time. I worked for Rex Osteen, and then I went with J. L. Cannon in Volkswagen, and from there they called me, and I I came in the school district. So I had I plenty of experience before I got in there, and I it was. Everything was new. I always liked something new, you know, and uh, it, it all worked out. Uh, I was just glad I could take and teach what I learned to other people. Who was a big Who was a big person that helped you get into auto body? Was it a family thing, or was it something that just... No, I was always interested in cars, even when I was a kid in high school. And uh, when I got out of high school, I got working on them, and first thing or another, I just, just, just loved cars. The other guys I, I went to school with were doing other things. I love cars, and that's what's, that was the main goal right there, is to do something with cars. Well, speaking of cars, what's uh, what's your favorite car? Right now, I've got a 1933 Ford pickup truck that I found in Pickett's County, nose down in a big hole, junked uh, back in 1973. And uh, I talked the uh, owner into letting me have it, and we fixed it, and, and I had all... All kind of students working on it. So I've had it since 1973. It's a 1933 Ford. And it's actually and, a hot rod pickup truck. I mean, it's a good looking truck. Black. It's got the blue. Yeah. It's got the blue ghost flames on the front of it. I mean, right. that's. I mean, that's kind of a cool ride for the shop teacher to be cruising around in. Yeah, yeah with all Chevrolet drivetrain under. Yeah. Well, you nice. got to be able to get back and forth to school. Right. <laughs> you got to have reliability. You know, that's something that was neat about it, though. It's kind of cool. You know, it's like you know, I've been you know, I went in auto shop before and all that stuff. But you know, it was always cool. My body shop teacher was a hot rodder, and you know, you was talking about like you know, you've always been interested in cars. That's the thing that brings all us car guys together. You know, we didn't play football. You know, we weren't into sports. We were car guys. And right. so to this day, I mean, like I still see you at car shows even all these years later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll probably be there until the day I die, too. <laughs> you and me both. All right, Mr. Hall, i got another question. This is something we ask everyone that calls in, or we try to at least. Uh, money, no object. If you could go out and buy any car of your dreams, what car would you buy? Right now, uh, i tell you what I would like, a 54 Mercury convertible. That's a good car. That's a beautiful <laughs> car. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me tell you what, uh, one of my... My younger brothers worked for a, uh, worked in a gas station, and the guy on the station had a '54 Mercury convertible with the Continental kit. That thing I thought was the prettiest car that was ever made. What color was it? Seemed like it was uh, white or beige, 
That was white. That's what it was. Yeah. White. I'll tell you what, those are gorgeous cars. You'll see those cars. Now, I've seen one at the car shop cruising several times over the years, and, and it's just absolutely beautiful. Mr. Hall, we're about out of time. I want to thank you so much for calling. It was great kind of going back down memory lane about them body shop days and all that good stuff. And thank you so much for being on our show. Okay, thank you very much for calling. All right, Mr. Hall, you take care, sir, and we'll see you at the car shows. Okay, right, bye. All right, guys, you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Stick around because we got a very special call-in guest up next. You ain't going to miss it. You're listening to 106.3 WORD. From custom car shows and swap meets to racing and 4 by 4 events. It's all about rods and rides. On Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Live and local on 106.3 WORD. Grab your radio and hold on. This is where speed and horsepower rules. Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Live and local with Rob and Odd Rod on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. And as I promised you guys today, we have a very special guest. Odd Rod, what you tell them about our special guest? Our very special guest is the Dr. Professor Lou Santiago. He is Mr. Hot. He's Mr. Anything That Rolls and Blows Smoke Out. Lou, welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. How you doing, bud? Man, well, I'm hanging in there. How you guys doing? That's all you can do. We're holding it down. <laughs> That's it. As long as you're not taking a dirt nap, it's all good in the hood. Hey, if you, if you wake up on this side of the dirt, you're ahead of the game already. All right. Exactly. All right, Lou, tell us a little bit about Central Piedmont Community College and what you got going on there. I, they found me a year ago. They actually asked me to come in and, and, and help them out. They have this class called Restoration, all right? Now, you're going to be in awe, so I'm, I'm glad you guys are sitting down. $222, 16 weeks, you bring in your project, the basic hand tools, we supply the spray boost, the welding machines, the lifts, the knowledge. That's okay? A, that's, that's, that's a, a good deal. And it, a lifetime. And it doesn't and it doesn't matter what you want to do. If you want to do a full-blown restoration, you can. If you want to just do a scuff and shoot, you can. Chop tops don't matter. Yeah, don't matter. That's what's whatever saying. you want to do. I mean, that's so I mean, this school, who came up with this idea? You know, I don't know, but it's, they've had it. It's been going on for years. Really? From what I understand, it's been, it's been going on like 15, 20 years from what I understand. Yeah. So how popular is this up there? Well, it was it was it was di- it was slowing down. It wasn't dying but it was slowing down because they've had some people that just mismanaged it. And then last January, I got in there and I was actually working with the, with the paint and body teacher and he was getting ready to retire. So he showed me the ropes. And then what we turned up doing was, was we started getting it back together because people started finding out that I was in there because, you know, he was the paint and body guy. So we had a lot of just full-blown paint jobs, like guys stripping their cars down to bare steel and painting them. So now that I'm there, we're doing more fab work. I got a guy doing, I have a guy in the, in the class that's 50 years old. He's never built a car before. Never. He showed up with a 47 Chevy truck and a picture and said, can we make it like this? <laughs> we can. And I said, okay. I said, okay. The running board's... The running board is six inches off the ground. Um, I actually built the cross member for the front end. So when I, I'm going to go in in a little bit and help them out because, I, you know, today's my day off. But I got so many guys doing stuff where I just need I just need to be there to help. So what we've got is he's doing that. The thing is, like I said, it's six inches off the ground, custom front end. We're going to put a, far, a four bar in the rear end. I got another guy who's doing a 50, 54 Chevy truck. He's 71 years old, and he has never built a car before. We're replacing the five. Firewall, the rockers, the floor, the cab corners on this thing. Man. So, <laughs> so basically the lower six inches in the firewall we're replacing. I got a guy doing a 68 Chevelle. There's a guy doing a 68 uh, Ford truck. I mean, it, there's all kinds. There's, there's one guy who comes in. He, this is, you guys are going to like this. He picked up a 13 Challenger that the guy basically made it to his own version of a Hellcat. 
I'm right. And he has a, he has a forty Dodge Coupe. So this guy Rick buys this wrecked home built. It's not home built. I mean, the guy had like Anderson heads on it. I mean, there's a lot of good parts on it. He buys this wrecked Challenger. Turns around. He has a forty Dodge two door coupe. He perimeter cuts the floor out of the Challenger. Drops the coupe body on it. The wheelbase is an inch different. The width is the same. So he's going to use the seat, the dashboard, the drivetrain, everything. He'll be able to go to a Chrysler dealership, plug it in, and they can diagnose the car. So basically, he's just reskinning a reskinning a new Challenger. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. With something way cool. With that, right. with something way cool. Something you would never <laughs> think you would see in a forty Dodge. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. But you know that's awesome. It, I mean, for the money, you guys, you can't buy that sort of talent that you guys are offering. You know the knowledge and everything. You can't buy that. You can't. Right. Go, you can't go around paint booth for that price. For good look sake. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We, there's a guy. There's a guy who comes in. He 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 does all the he he does all the the prep work at his house. Like and I guess in his two car garage or whatever. But he does all the prep work in the house. And like he'll show up. Like he'll come in on Monday. And we've got four spray booths. So like he'll come in on Monday and he'll get a spray booth. He'll get the car all wiped down, masked off, stuff like that. He'll come in on Tuesday, shoot the car. Wednesday, he takes you know he, he takes all the paper and tape off, takes it home. He'll do like three cars a semester. That's awesome. So he's got, so like he's got to figure it out over there. Yeah, he got a little hustle going. Yeah, man. <laughs> he's yeah, gonna... but I mean, but it's neat though because you're actually not doing it for the people. They're getting their hands dirty in this. Right. I mean, like, you know, like I, I show the guys what I want done. I, you know, I explain why we're doing it this way. I even, I ask them for suggestions. Like, I'll ask them, what do you think about this? How would you do it? Because I want them to think about it. I want them, I want them to turn around and go, what about this? You know what I mean? So we do that. And then we come, we come to a conclusion on how I want it done. And then he, they turn around and they do it. And I'll tell you something else that's really cool about this. And, and this is the coolest thing about, I mean, you're probably one of the coolest car celeb guys I've ever met in my life. Like when I met you in Vegas, you're like a real guy. You know what I mean? You're just a real car guy. You're not TV car guy. You're the real deal car guy. And that's something else. I mean, how cool would it be be your shop teacher per se, be on Velocity Channel, on Car Fix? I mean, that's pretty amazing. Well, you know, it, what you see is what you get. I, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to to, to to be anybody that I'm not. It's that simple. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm doing my own thing. And if you don't like it, well, too bad. I'm not politically correct. <laughs> but you know what? Though I think I think the world's had enough of that already. Right. Exactly. Well, and, and that's the thing about it that's really cool. I mean, because you're just a laid back guy, and so often it can go to your head. You know what I mean? And you kind of even lose your skill because you're so wrapped up in all the motions. Right. Well, I think I think a lot of it is, and I'm going to go out on a limb and just say it. Most guys, in my opinion, they are, they're, they're, they're egocentric. These are guys that their ego just means the world to them, and they're, do, and they're doing TV because their ego requires it. Oh, yeah. That, that's how I look at they're it. Not, you they're know not what doing I mean? it for the love of the hobby. You can definitely see no. that in quite a few of them, actually. Right. So, you know, when, when, I, when I'm doing something, when I'm doing TV, I'm not... I'm not motivated because of my ego. I'm motivated because I like building stuff. Well, you guys, and, and Carfix is probably one of my favorite shows to watch on Sunday because you guys teach things on there. You know, it's not just a show where, you know, you're hacking springs to lower a car or nothing. You actually teach people how to do things on the show. Well, and see, that's our 
that's the way it worked out. When when it's funny because you know when me and Jared did Muscle Car, they didn't they didn't say okay this is the way we want you to do it. They said you got to build these cars and there you go. Have a blast. <laughs> I mean, literally, that's how it happened. That's None cool. of us, neither one of us had been on TV before. Nothing. Nothing. So we just figured, well, let's just do what we do and tell people what we're doing. That's literally how it came about. And the numbers just continually went up. And when we came back together for this... For, for car fix, it's just turned, we just did the same thing. We fell right into it. And the network was like, well, you know, why do you guys, why are you guys doing it? I was like, because that's how we do it. We're not gonna, we're not gonna sit there and have fake drama. We're not gonna sit there and yell at each other. People don't want to see that. And we just teach. And our numbers continue to go up. And they don't, mind you, the network doesn't advertise us. You know what I mean? You don't see, you don't see any ads for us on, on either Discovery or Velocity or anything. You don't see anything for us. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, it's, they're, they're, they're so busy trying to push the drama. They're, they're pushing that. They're selling that. And your real car guy right. is going to pick that out every time. Right. Yeah, I mean, you, you see, you watch, you know, Fast and Loud. Everybody's tired of Fast and Loud. Everybody wants to learn something, not see two people arguing over what color a car should be. Right. Well, it's it's, it's almost like a drama factory that, that would buy a byproduct, they spit cars out. Well, the thing is, is you got to understand something, guys. They don't do the show for you. Right. They do the show. They they do the shows for your wives and girlfriends. That's what they do. Yeah, we'll, you know we'll, what I mean? we'll watch because, it because there's cars involved they'll watch it because there's drama right, involved right and not only that not only that when you stop you know when you stop and think about it they're going to buy the t-shirt for you they're going to buy the hat for you you know what i'm saying they've got this they're going to do that you're not going to do that you're not going to go oh i think i need to get a fast and loud hat yeah. you're not going to do that <laughs> you know what i mean so what happens is is you know because you because the network owns all of that stuff they own the websites and all that stuff they're generating more income that's what they're doing it's all it's all about the dollars so they're not gonna they don't want to push something that they're not really going to make any money on well see i would wear a car fix hat i'm just saying well with a head like that you need a hat anyway <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they treat me around here it could be worse i'm telling you yeah do you guys get any job openings up there at central piedmont <laughs> i might just yeah come up there. there's always a job opening <laughs> There's always, an, there's always a job opening. He's pretty good. We, you know, we just got, yeah, yeah. I'm like a heck of a janitor. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, I'm telling you, you're good. <laughs> it can be done. We can make it happen. So while we're talking, <laughs> uh, you plan on being out at Seaman next year? More than likely. I um, I don't know. I really, I don't know till about 60 days out. Seriously. I don't, I don't know. It just it depends on if anyone wants to have me come out there and hang out in their booth and cause trouble. So it's just one of those things. You cause trouble? I would. I could never see that. I know you find that hard to believe. I, I understand that, but it's true. <laughs> I, I, mean, I just can't even wrap my mind around that, Lou. I run a, I run a three-ring circus, and it's okay. <laughs> it's all good. I'm the ringleader. Exactly. All right. Exactly. All right, Lou, for those looking to get a hold of you guys up there at Central Piedmont, tell us uh, some information on you guys, how to get a hold of you, how to enlist in a class, and how you guys can help it's, them out. It's Central Piedmont Community College. And it's the Mercanus campus. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go online real quick, meaning I'm sitting in front of my computer looking at car porn. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we do every night. And too. I will. Guilty. Exactly. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to do this. It's even better. I'm going to go to, here it is right here, Mercanus campus. The Mercanus campus, the contact information is 704 330 4100. 
That's the general information number. And what you want is the restoration class, which is AUX 9300. AUX 9300. That's the class. AUX 9300. AUX 9300. And if they they want, they can go to garageinsidertv.com. It's my forum. It only has like 100 members, but if they join, they can shoot me a message and I'll send them whatever information they need. So garageinsidertv.com. All right. I tell you what, I'm sure you got a Facebook page and all that for Garage Insider. Yeah, but 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 I don't I got a friend of mine that takes care of that for me. I'm I'm busy doing so much other stuff. Honestly, guys, I don't go on it. I go on it once in a while, but I, I had to make a decision a long time ago. Do I do the whole social media thing or do I keep building? You know keep what I mean? Building. And, and it's keep pulling, yeah, it's pulling yeah. you away from your hobby now. That's gonna be your new hobby well, if you but, kept it up. But see, you know what I what I realized was I can jump into it with both feet and and you know do the TV thing and all that. But one day the TV thing is going to end. And if you stop and think about it, if you stop building cars for like ten years, when you try and go back in it, one nobody knows who you are. Two, you got to catch up to the power curve as far as what everybody's building. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just easier. It's just easier for me to just do what I'm doing. Well, and then a friend of mine helps me with. The, he does the Facebook stuff. And if there's a question that needs to be answered, he'll he'll uh, He'll let me know, and I'll just answer it. And the other thing I do is I also answer a lot of the questions. Thursday nights from 9 to 10 Eastern time, we do we do this thing called Playing in Traffic, and it's a podcast. And I get, and he pulls questions off of Facebook, and I answer them. That's kind of cool. I mean, I bet you get some crazy questions sometimes, though. On a show yeah, called but I mean, most of, them, most of them are guys who want to know. They want to learn, so I don't mind doing it. Well, I mean, we were all... We've I don't mind one there. bit. I, if I could tell you some of the dumb things I've done with an automobile over the years. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible dumb oh, things. We've all done dumb things with automobiles. Ru- I have ruined nice cars. I'm telling you. Oh yeah. It's, it's so I don't look at them as ruining the, ruining them. I look at them as modifications, beautify them. Beautify. It could them. be the last. It could be the last Duesenberg, and I'll cut it up if I think it needs to be lowered. Well, I will tell, <laughs> I will tell you somebody. Anybody can put together a model car. <clears throat> I want to cut one up. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, Lou. Thanks so much for calling in tonight, man. It was so great hearing about you in Central Piedmont Technical College and Car Fix and all that good stuff, and hearing your insight on some of the car TV stuff. I mean, I, I think it's kind of neat hearing it from somebody that's actually in the know. I appreciate you guys having me. Hey, anytime, anytime, Lou. You take care, but I tell you what, we're gonna make our way up that way. We gotta come see you. Pay my come two, on. Pay my two hundred bucks. I wanna come paint my car. There you go. All right, Lou. You take care, bud. All right. All right. You're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour here on 106.3 WORD. Thanks for listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Interact, share, and connect with Rob and Hot Rod. Hit the on-air button at 106.3 WORD.com. Scroll to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Find out more about the show. Listen on demand at Interact. 24-7. Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Supercharged Auto Talk. On 106.3 WORD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.